Yeah, first of all, I would like to ask you lot something, yeah? So, how do you try and make friends in your adult life? Now, we are adults and we are so much into a workspace and I think the only time that we can actually make good friends are in, like, our working environment. So, like, someone who is working with you, a workmate and all those kind of things. Like, there are different kind of... Oh, there are dynamics in and um, platonic relationships too like having just a friend a friend has a limit someone like before someone can become a friend the person needs to pass through like certain categories to become a friend and sorry to become a friend and also before someone can also become um like there are different different types of friends i don't know if you get what i'm saying but there are friends there are um colleagues there are workmates there are acquaintances and all those kind of things but i'm actually asking how do you actually make friends in your adult life because i feel like the only time you can get get time to make friends is um and they are not even going to be really friends they're just going to be acquaintances or colleagues or someone you just know because it's going to be work, maybe through some work events or something that you're going to actually miss them and have a conversation or two with them and then know that this is like what i'm trying like to establish over here but you're not really going to form that kind of relationship that you've been forming since you was child because since you've been a child you've been having different type of friends in school and at home as like church also because you, you meet different people you, you you have some kind of relationship with them you bond with them over something and you could go on for years i've had friends for more than i've been with i've been i've been friends with some people for more than um 20 years yeah i've been friends with some people for more than 15 years and i like i love it like that but like how do you actually like make friends in this um stage that we are like being adults new adults or should i say yeah, we are nearly like we are newly exposed adults. I should say that we are newly no, uh, inaugurated adults because we're just entering the adult lives. Yeah, we are. Not, we've now started working and all that. So, how do you make friends as you know um, as adults now? How do you make friends? Do you just like meet anyone in your working environment or you meet anyone who wants to talk to you outside and then from there you lost that like becoming friends you start talking to them and all that bringing um talking about that i would want to I, i'd want to like ask how people even make online friendships real because some people actually like go on social media they speak to people on social media and then they are like they just keep talking you just keep talking to those people and they call it friendship even though they've not seen that person in real life before is that also even possible to call it like friends like okay they're my friends or something like is there an established foundation to to make those people specify as friends like i hope you don't get what i'm trying to say over here so yeah like just try and think about it like how 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 are you actually making friends in this new stage of your life and how you are really like taking it to the next level yeah people welcome back to another episode of the people's podcast just with enoch with me your host enoch good morning good afternoon good evening wherever on this globe you find yourself how are you doing how was your weekend how is the weekend going yeah i hope you had some goals that you you know yeah you you set up for the week and you were able to accomplish or achieve them if you weren't able to like 
put these goals be um upfront or like bring these goals forward and like think about them and like achieve them there's still more time there's still more room for improvement yeah life doesn't end that way life doesn't just end because you didn't achieve something in life you're going to achieve something yeah um as they would say um do something before you die yeah it's a really like it's a very 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 common Ghanaian saying do something before you die do when you have been on serious in life someone will just tell you do something before you die be serious in life i was like hey, take your time it was very common way back in school yeah so welcome back to another episode of the people's podcast just with enoch with me your host enoch and i know you're doing well you're doing great yeah maybe you have been met with some unfortunate news i'm telling you all as well have good faith and and be good out there so yeah thank you for joining me today as we're talking about the various things but today one thing that we get to do we get to have a change in our schedule because i want to talk about the topic of the week first that topic is so much on my heart that i actually want to talk about it first so we're going to move the dilemma to the back because the dilemma can stay in the back yeah that person's dilemma can stay in the back yeah, that dilemma can stay in the back here. So let's get into the topic of the week. Yes, yeah, so, um, this week I was actually listening to a podcast earlier this week. Um, it's um, a UK podcast from BBC One, and they were talking about. Um, it's actually hosted by a Ghanaian, the craftsman, and he was talking about the Birmingham case, the case where a girl had a braid. A girl had a certain type of braid, a certain type of braid that she sent to school. So when she sent that braid to school, the school authorities were like, it's out of their uniform code. So they actually they actually isolated the girl from the other students. So like even at lunch, the girl had to sit alone and eat an order. And like when the girl went home, she complained to her mother and the mother took it to social media to talk about it. And when I was listening to the podcast, it actually drew my mind to the fact that Ghanaian girls have to shave their hair before they go to school. I mean, secondary school. They have to shave their hair before they go to secondary school. Although there is the history behind all of these, like being like the colonial thing and like the colonial mindset about the um, black woman's hair and everything. But I want to actually know if there is something like peculiar about girls shaving their hair before enrolling in secondary school because when i was listening to this podcast it was when i actually clocked that you know something Ghanaian girls before they can actually enroll into secondary education they have to shave off their hair and i was very very mad when i saw it i was like no we're in the 21st century why do Ghanaian girls have to shave their hair because across the entire globe in every country across the entire globe girls are made to keep their hair except in sub-saharan or west africa some parts of east africa central africa and some parts of southern africa that girls are not allowed to keep their hair but even in these countries where girls are not allowed to keep their hair through secondary education you would see the missed kids case of mixed origin and also the caucasians who have um, decided to study in this country you see them you see that they've, they've been allowed to keep their hair and i was thinking what is going on in this like th- this country why are we still like following things that we call the oppression because from the little history that i know it's like the europeans before they started like the whole education thing here in africa and um, from the little history that i know i know that they started with um you know um they started with the castle schools okay so they started educating the children of the 
white people or the Europeans in the castles. So it was like education was um, it was predominantly white people, or it was for only the white people. And then these um, some of these Europeans, since they can't keep their cock in their boxes and the briefs, they started getting their cocks out and impregnating some of the African women, and they started having um mulatto kids or what people call mixed race kids or what most Ghanaians um, refer to as half caste. Okay, so they started having these raised um, mysteries kids, and then these mysteries kids were also enrolled in the castle schools. Now, education was expanding at pace, and then they included black children. Okay, so there were black officials who had actually had education, or some black officials that were working under the Europeans, or black officials, were, yeah, black people working under the Europeans, and these black people's, like, sorry, these black people had the opportunity and like to bring their children or their family members to come and have an education in the castle they started building schools around and before like a black person can go to school or a black person can have an education they, they it was a requirement for a black person to shave their hair being it's a female or a male and i was actually thinking about the fact that okay fine you want them to shave their hair because it was like to spot the differences but the actual like, the reason that they gave were um black people's hair are so um hard to to keep clean it's it's so hard to like you know like it's 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 quite because of the nature of black people's hair and the or the nature of black yeah the nature of black people's hair is like it's very 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 difficult or tough to keep it well and like a whole lot of things about it so the best thing that they can do is to shave their hair before they can enroll in the education system because as compared to white people or mystery people their hair are silky and um, straight and all that and it's very 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 easy to keep it clean and all that and i was like this is really mad you know because you can actually like braid black people actually had a way of keeping their hair very clean and very like well kept because they can do their own braids with the um with the with different different types of things the the some people were actually in locks so like when people are actually in locks they're like they have to shave their locks or like cut their locks and everything before they can actually enroll in school and that thing was accepted at that time i don't know if there were protests against it or like anything that but that's total discrimination against black people and their hair but We've moved on from the colonial period, we have post-colonial governance and then we are in the 21st century, the fourth republic after independence and the republicanism and everything. We are in the 21st century and they are telling us that girls would have to shave their hair before they go to school. That is secondary education in the country. Now, the Ghana Education Service, ha I don't think they have a valid reason as to why girls should shave their hair before they enroll in secondary school. But I actually asked a few of my female, golly, um, sorry, female colleagues and they were telling me the fact that they, some of them asked why they were actually um, told to shave their hair. One girl told me that according to the school authorities, they didn't want, um, they felt like keeping your hair was a way of distracting you so you can't be like... <coughs> you can't actually have your hair on because it can distract you from learning and she was actually angry about the whole thing and she even made a statement that whatever she's been taught in school doesn't actually stay in her head or she doesn't actually understand it because of her hair but well the school said they should like 
take off their hair they should cut their hair so she cut her she cut her hair but there were mysteries kids in her school who were allowed to keep their hair there were um some white girls in some public schools here in ghana there are white girls and mysteries girls especially that like the top tier schools when i talk about top tier schools, this these schools that have been recognized as top tiers like they've been recognized because of some long-term academic legacy uh, i am um, sorry some long-term academic excellence as a legacy so like they've been recognized at top tier schools and then i was actually like having a conversation on with her and she was talk- talking to me about this whole thing and she felt like she actually felt like it's senseless it doesn't make sense because of how the whole thing has been made to look like girls can't actually have their hair because it's kind of like it's their african hair because like it can't be well kept it's it's like it takes a lot of time to get it in shape and everything and i was like secondary schools are supposed to be an environment where people i mean individuals would learn some things that would nurture them into adulthood it's not only about formal education that's why in most boys schools they will teach you how to wear a tie they will teach you how to wear a suit they will teach you how to wear belts very well in a, like a professional way they will teach you how to dress in a professional way so that it would help you but now in girls schools they are not taught how in girls schools they are taught how to walk some of them are taught how to dress but they are not taught how to even keep their hair but they are rather they are rather told um to shave their hair and then if you do not shave your hair if your hair is like bushy and all that they will tell you do you know what we are bringing scissors around we are doing the punk and they'll just have the scissors in your hair cutting your hair that scissors that they've put in about 800 students hair, they will be bringing it around and putting it in your hair and this has caused a um, some kind of stress in some schools there some people have had problems some parents have actually went to some schools and like stormed around because of these whole issues but considering everything do you think it's actually a right thing for us to go on like this telling girls to shave their hair before they come to secondary because honestly except if my children decide to go to school in Ghana because I'm, not, I'm not looking to like let my children have their education and um, enrollments here in the in in ghana I'm, I'm i'm looking somewhere europe or america they can have the education there but because i can't actually stand the fact that my my child would have or my daughter would have to go to school here and then they would tell her before you can enroll in secondary education you have to cut the hair you have to shave your hair because it is not allowed it is not allowed because of what you are supposed to teach girls how to keep their hair how to wear their hair to class how to keep their hair or wear their hair in a professional way it's all part of teaching girls how to become a woman it's all part of it and the hair is a very like important feature for like the femininity of a lady so i don't know why they are told to shave their hair and people are like it's all right let them shave their hair i actually spoke to a couple of girls and i told them to share their ideas on this whole issue and they shared their ideas i would add it to this um recording yeah we we're going to have the their 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 opinions about this on this recording i actually didn't want to talk, test the boys because most of the boys are going to say that like they don't care it's women's business so like it should stay as a woman's business but some of some of my male friends started talking about and they were like they actually don't agree with it and they would actually love for their kids or daughters to keep their hair throughout their entire education you know life yeah education life is it the right thing yeah they, like throughout the entire education system from 
um, kindergarten or crutch to um, university, they would like their daughters to have their hair on. Okay, because I was also asking um, a different um, girl. I was asking a different girl, and she was also talking about the fact she oh, she went to a girls' school, and she was telling me the school said it's for uniformity, and I was like, no, because if it's for uniformity, the school can let you girls keep your hair, wear your hair in one style, a bun or something, or like give it some cornrows or like give it some small braids. I mean, simple braids, and then keep it. That is uniformity. The school can have a uniform hairstyle type for girls. And like girls shouldn't be allowed to shave their girls shouldn't be told to shave their hair against their will. Because like the girl doesn't want to shave their hair and like because they want to go to school, because they want to enroll in secondary education, they will be told to, you know, shave your hair. And some girl was also talking about the fact that girls actually feel like they feel bigger, okay? they feel like they are adults when they are allowed to keep their hair and I was like that's wrong that's totally wrong a girl must keep her hair no matter what these kind of idea this kind of thoughts are very they are not like valid they are very invalid when it comes to like using it as an excuse or something so I think like a lot should be looked there, there's been there's been like there's been a lot of research there's been a lot of media um chat about it and everything because in 2017 i think there was um a whole article written about these kind of things by joy news yeah and also um when that guy the guy who had the rasta yeah the rastafarian star or should i say the dreadlock was trying to get enrollment into achimosa school in accra and when they were like they don't accept dreadlocks and everything in the school i was like it's really mad that whole conversation also sparked this conversation about even girls telling girls to shave their uh, their hair before getting enrollment in secondary school i mean this this topic i've been thinking about this topic for the whole week and i actually wanted to get off my chest because it's high time we stood our grounds let away the european mentality like um emancipate ourselves from um mental slavery and focus on making things right because you are telling the girl it's a distraction what about girls in university are they mature okay so you're telling me girls in um, the university are matured enough to know how to keep their hair to know how to like put their hair in uniformity are you trying is that what you're trying to tell me because these girls get into the final years in secondary school and all they want to do is braid their hair why don't you let them keep their hair and then teach them how to, to how to wear their hair have saloon services in school for weekends for weekends okay so not everybody is going to like camp up there and with most um african hair girls like to keep it natural so they don't actually have to go to the salon a lot of girls can actually do their own washing and shampooing and conditioning and everything a lot even in the university a lot of girls do that they have their own washing their whole sh- their own shampooing their own conditioning and they do their own drying and go their way and girls can actually do this you you teach the girl how to like it's all part of time management if i'm being very fair over here if the girls are allowed to keep their hair in secondary school it will like there will be time management and everything because you are telling them okay you are supposed to use this number of hours okay so an hour for keeping for putting your hair in the right shape okay so you have an hour to do that and like if you are like not doing that in an hour maybe you'll be told to like there will be a sanction and the sanction will be like go and shave your hair okay but if you give girls the timeline okay they are like you give it's part of 
time management skills if you guess what i'm saying because you can't just tell girls like oh you know something it's your hair it's getting bushy when shaves before you can enroll in secondary school no i've given you a timeline okay i've given you an hour you have to use this hour to find time and keep your hair in style that is like the style that is part of the school uniform code okay so like you have to keep your hair in band and everything keep your hair clean and neat before you get out of your room like it's it will be very very helpful but i don't know why they have to like because in some cases girls have not been allowed to write the west african secondary school certificate examination because of these hair sanctions and all those kind of things it's very very bad honestly it's very bad yes i actually want to talk about this and i'm going to add the opinions of the girls who 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 whom i i i i reached out to yeah they they, they shared their opinions i'm going to add their opinions to this part of the segment yeah so yeah this was something i actually want to talk about so let's get into the girl's opinion hi listeners of the people's podcast i'm here to give a submission on um reasons or why girls are in Ghana are asked to um, trim their hair before being enrolled in secondary schools yes so personally I was told even in JHS that is junior high school to trim my hair because the excuse they gave was um, it, it kind of like distracts you you're not able to study as a girl it's like each time they are focusing on your hair are concerned about your your braids or your hair so it doesn't really make you study yes that's that was the excuse they gave and i think um with the secondary education too they they tend to have the same reason i don't think it's a policy no this this isn't a policy it's just some kind of like mis misconception they have about um girls keeping their hair and then schooling at the same time and i I don't think it's it's really like (laughs) a real thing i mean you if you have your hair it's still there well how is it going to add up with you studying or you not studying i don't see how it aids in 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 academic performance he gets it yeah so i don't think it's, it's any policy it's any policy however um in, in secondary schools when you have a special problem yes in with concerns with your hair you you are you are pardoned yes because i had i had colleagues who actually pardoned in secondary school to not to like trim their hair but i don't think that that good that reason they give about we not studying or we not focusing <coughs> sorry focusing on studies is, is actually so vivid or tangible enough so yeah, this is what I have to say. Thank you. For me, I, I remember they told us that it's for uniformity's sake because if they allow everyone to bring in a hairstyle, they said they're distracting something, some some nonsense be. That's why they don't let us use the short hair. But then it doesn't make sense because if we all do one style, nobody will be distracted by the other person's hairstyle. They just don't want us to have our hair, does it? 
okay so the first time i cut my hair was when i was 11 but that was due to personal reasons um subsequently i think when we were going to um senior high school i think i was 14 at that time that's when i had to cut my hair again because they said um hair is not allowed in the senior high school and my opinion or my take on that is i i don't think that hair um affects girls in terms of like education because it doesn't add to you know subtract from one's knowledge you get it if if you're intelligent you're intelligent your hair doesn't determine all that so i don't see the need for a girl child to cut her hair for educational reasons yeah i feel that policy is used um, useless and should be scrapped yeah mm. okay so i remember having my hair from i think age three or five to junior high school and then even with junior high school i cut it around um basic stage eight yes i don't know i just got up one day and then i told my mom that I wanted to cut my hair, yes, because I knew that I would eventually cut it. So I just prepared myself to cut my hair. And funny enough, most of my classmates back then were all cutting their hair. So I think it was maybe just two of us. And then I also got up and said I want to cut my hair. That was in GHS too, yes. And then um, when it comes to girls cutting their hair, before they go to senior high school. I don't think it's a big issue, but it's the way our system runs because most schools don't make provision for hairdressing, braiding, and all those things. What they make provision for is barbering because they know barbering is handy. You can just shave your hair and then go about your day. So all you have to do is just comb or, comb or brush your hair and then you go to class and when it comes to keeping your hair you have to be washing braiding and that one at least every every two to three weeks or a month you have to change it and that one takes a lot of time than brain. so for me i don't see it as a big deal they can't do it but if it's going to be done then the schools to make provision for all these things so that and um, people can keep their hair neat. I think one of the things that they believe the students cannot keep their hair neat, that is why they do it that way. But there shouldn't be a case where if somebody doesn't do it, it would allow the person to go to school, come to the school or something. Yes, so that's how I feel about it okay so let's take it one after the other the first one i think that the that policy the reason could be that shs students hardly know how to take care of themselves and when you don't know your hair type and all that it becomes so confusing and so annoying and you always look messy because I mean, bro, you don't know how to take care of yourself and then you don't know what your hair type is. You don't know how to keep it. 
it makes you look messy when you don't have money you can't keep it well and all that and i think they also want to bridge the gap between db and antiba in the sense they you know if they are allowed to braid their hair or keep their hair on in school or you know the 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 dbs will always have the nice looking hair and then the antibodems will you know i mean you feel me on that so i think that's actually the reason and yeah oh i shaved my hair when i was like eight years i just woke up one saturday morning and i felt like i want to shave my hair i i personally cut some of my hair off because i really wanted to shave to my mom i wanted to shave and then she was like no so I, one day when i was i was trying to unbraid and then i i intentionally cut some of my hair off because i really wanted the haircut so i mean she said why not let me do it for you so i think around the age of eight and oh the girls cutting or shaving their hair before entering into secondary education i don't see anything wrong with it because yo if you if you're a lady if you are young you have to look young and then i feel like hair makes you look grown but then it does in some way but then it's expensive to keep in 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 this time it's really expensive to keep your hair on and you're not working it's your parents that's providing for you so the least you can help them is to at least cut down that cost so if you are a young girl and you're going into the university i'm sorry the secondary um education and then yes yeah 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 you're enrolling in secondary education and then you're told to shave your hair i don't see it as a big deal i think it's cool why not when you're done with school you can do anything i mean anything you want to do with your hair but when you come outside to the real world that is when you know that even those with their hair on even want to shave it so girl chill relax and enjoy it while it lasts because when you come out it's going to be you, you 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 and you have all the time to do anything that you want to do with your hair yeah so people we've heard the girls opinions and now we are moving to um the next thing that i actually want to talk about okay so if you're not in ghana there is something called the national service scheme i mean this week i'm coming full time i'm coming for like i'm coming for the government i'm coming for like the institutions itself i mean like there is a lot of things to like that we need to you know i feel like there are a lot of things that we need reinstitutionalism is it is that the word reinstitutionalism like we need a lot of changes in our institutions in our government in everything in this country we need a lot of like a lot of changes so if you enroll in a public university yeah probably i think private universities to our power but if you enroll what i know is if you enroll in a public university in ghana after your four year or six year stay in school you would have to serve the country for a year and that's the national service scheme now number uh, thousands and thousands of um, graduates are graduating each and every year and after each year they have to register 
or apply for the national service scheme and they have options to, three, to, to choose three regions so you choose these three regions knowing very well that these regions you can get your accommodation you can get like your comfort in these regions so people actually choose the regions they are they actually resided in so um talking like looking at the whole system is is like fine that makes sense okay yeah you choose three regions you choose three working um categories that you'd want to be in and all that and then people started uh, um, when the postings actually come you see that the region that people actually choose is not the region that they are actually put in they've been posted in other regions far away from home and now they would have to go and look for um, um, apartments um, flats whatever have you somewhere to stay in these regions so that they can actually serve because they have no other option but for the privileged ones who have options they get to do your services in privileged companies or privileged firms that could be private firms in areas that are actually close to home now I'm talking about a national service is a mandatory thing from the government the the students didn't come up and say you want to do national service is the government telling you to do national service and from an explanation I got it's because the government pays a percentage of public um, students in public universities if you enroll in a public university in the country the government pays a percentage of your school fees and you pay the rest of the the school fees so with what the government have paid, the only way you can actually like repay the government or compensate the government is to do your national service. And not everybody does their national service. Some people actually leave the country right after university. So they don't get to their national service. But it's a requirement for job seeking and everything in the country. So you have to do their national service and go on. The thing is, we have fully public firms and we have public firms that do their own transactions they do they are they engage in commercial activities so they have their own transactions so they don't have to depend on the government for funds or let me say they don't have to fully depend on the government for um payments of salaries and all those kind of things that's why they have the category of subvented and non-subvented and i think the subvented is i don't remember i've forgotten whatever but and we have private firms okay so these private firms are like those who are not like fully private and um, fully public firms so with them private and not fully public firms, they do their own transactions they do um, um they engage in commercial activities on the international market so we, with um we all know private firms but with the not fully pri- um, public firms we are looking at um companies like cocobot ghana national petroleum company um bulk oil um storage whatever um ghana gas company and all these kind of like big big companies they do sell they do they they do um purchase they do buying and buy out uh, they do sell and buy on the international market so they are doing like straight transaction like they are engaging in commercial activities so they have the opportunity or they have the advantage to pay their workers from the company's accounts okay so they don't have to like fully depend on the government for salaries and everything or for funds so um with other com- with the with the purely private companies in the private sector um with the purely public companies in the public sector they are supposed to pay they are supposed to receive payment from the government straight from the government and let me tell you this um five five um um this salary for national service personnel is 559 cities 
and it's not actually a salary it's an allowance it's supposed to it's like it's something that is supposed to help them with upkeep okay so it's like mostly for transportation and food okay but why is it that these students start working or start serving the country for three months and they've not received not even a month's allowance and the government expect them to keep going to their workplace and serve the country a lot of people have stopped going because they do not have the monies like for upkeeps and everything they feel like they are done with university and when they're there and like when you are done with university and the normal circumstances you should be looking for a job and everything is on you now you are starting your adult life you knew what was ahead of you when you were going to university but now it's make they they are making it look like okay do you know what you are doing national service i'm going to give you 559 cities for your national service so take your time relax that's for upkeep now it's been two months it's been three months and then they've not paid these allowances to the personnel and like it's getting on the personnel's net every day every day you'd see tweets and also post um that are like kind of jokes or should i say yeah people actually form it in the form of jokes so that they wouldn't actually like express their flights over this whole hardship thing that they are going through but some people that i know have stopped going for the they've stopped going to their workplaces they and their managers and the supervisors didn't have anything to say because they ask you why did why not come and you tell them i don't have money the government having haven't given me the government said they are going to give me a, an allowance they've not given me the allowance so what do you expect me to use as a lorry fare or a transportation fare to the workplace besides some people are not even in their region some people have to travel all the way to regions that are very far away from them they have to pay for rent now they are taking care of themselves and mind you most of not every kid is from a very good home some of them are from like you know middle class home where everything is from hand to mouth okay the parents work from hand to mouth and they are trying their best to take care of these people and like the government is telling you do you know what i know i know you're doing your studies but i don't have money so you have to wait your allowance will come in later yet they are giving their gracious to the people out there they are paying the parliamentarians asking for increments in their salaries and everything and we feel like it's okay like in ghana i feel like ghanians are they always say that Ghanaians are not timid, Ghanaian people are not timid and whatever, whatever. Kwame Koma actually made that quote. But I feel like Ghanaians, this generation, they are more or less like, they are giving um, like a timid attitude, like they've normalized everything. Like there's a situation going on, they'll tell you it's normal, they don't care. If you do anything, they don't care. You don't demand enough, Ghanaians don't demand enough. You don't, you don't. I, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to use it. It's like they don't know their worth. Okay, you've elected someone to take care of the country's affairs. You are working to pay tax, and through these taxes, it's what they used to pay this individual and his government. And you are there saying it's normal. They don't care. They are going to do it anyway. Who told you it's normal? My brother, my sister, it's not normal like it's high time we stood our grounds it's high time we demanded for what is uh, what is ours i actually feel like Ghanaians should go on a nationwide strike for all sectors both private and public they should go on a nationwide strike for better you know living standards for better economy for everything should like they, they are demanding everything better or 
they should just go on a nationwide demonstration of protest against the government because right now with the way the government is going to be fair i don't really like politics and everything but the way the government is going like the way the government is actually like treating the whole system and everything like it's bullshit i'm not going to lie to you it's bullshit people are going to tell you they're going to chat because i actually don't like chatting about this government politics you know economy and everything but when i like when someone around me is talking about it like they they they, they make the statement the government is trying because it's not easy anyway i'll be like the government had a lot of benefits in COVID, and the government had like the government had a lot of like advantages, a, a lot of ways to make money, and a lot of ways to save Ghanaians from the living crisis. And like you think the government is trying, the government is not trying. The government is being ignorant. The government is being greedy. The government is like going at their own pace. They're doing things that would benefit them, but down here you are suffering, and you are saying the government is trying. Like you lost should stand your grounds. You lost should like put your put 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 your legs forward and show this government and any other government that's yet to come that you need better services you appointed them to help you you appointed them or elected them to take care of things not to come and destroy things because it's getting tiring it's getting like it's 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 a very big headache and i i really don't want to talk about it like honestly I really hate talking about it. It's a very, very big headache. You start talking about it and then the only thing that you are feeling around you is negativity, headache and everything. Let me tell you lost something. If you get a chance, leave the country. Now, without wasting my time, let's get into the last segment of this episode because like, I've, I think I've actually exhausted everything into the hair thing and also the NSS thing. So yeah. Let's get into the dilemma and get down with this episode. So this dilemma is very short, okay? So a guy divorced his wife because she refused to change her surname to his. What is your opinion on that? So with this dilemma, I've actually had a conversation off chat with this dilemma because like it's like something that I've actually thought about in recent times. So talking about um keeping your, your wife keeping your surname in this country culturally and also i think it's legally no i think culturally it's right for a woman to keep their husband's name once they get married whether it's a customary marriage or it's like marriage under ordinance or a legal marriage or whatever yeah a, 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 a woman is supposed to keep their husband's name that's the surname of their husband okay but i actually asked a lot of people in past week somewhere last year i asked uh, i actually asked the question a lot of people were answering that it's some according to them someone was saying that um if their husband's name is not something that is quite attractive if the name doesn't really sounds nice to their first names they're not going to keep they're going to keep their names that their surnames but all the same their children are going to have their husband's surname and i was and others were like because it's part of the customs of this country or like the traditions of their culture they are going to like keep their husband's name and like people were like they think they feel like they should keep their name so they are just going to keep their name now i've actually had this conversation because i feel like when i get married i'm going to let my wife keep her name and then i'm going to add my name to her name so we are both going to have both my wife's name and my name so if my like i don't know like we are going to keep it in a way that would actually make it rhyme well and then because we are starting a family together i feel like 
all of our children are going to have both of our names as their surnames because we both of us decided to bring our surnames together into one name and then our children are having that name i don't know what the, uh, my family is going to say i don't know why her family is going to say that oh it's not right and everything you are not the one getting married i get i got married into your family i understand but you are not the one getting married over here so i am I'm, I'm, I'm actually pleading with you to like keep your mouth out of out of our business because this is an agreement i had between this is an agree, agreement had between someone i cherish and would want to spend the rest of my life with and that person too would want to spend the rest of their life with me and like we've sat down had the conversation come to an agreement that fine when we get married we are keeping both of our names okay so if my wife is called um if my wife is called ferguson and i'm called thompson it's going to be ferguson thompson or thompson ferguson simple okay so our children are going to have thompson ferguson of uh, ferguson thompson as their surname is that simple it rhymes well it, it rhymes nice it doesn't i don't really care about the rhyming but like it's actually cool for me it's actually cool and then i i actually decided like do you know what i'm not going to even give my children these kind of bible names english names and all that i want them names with abstract meaning you know the names that the elder people use yeah, the devotee the name that they use happy wisdom peace love i'm going to i'm actually going to adopt these names in the local dialects and then give them to my children so that the names would actually have a meaning and rhyme with the surnames that we decided to have so i i don't know but like if you're actually divorcing someone because the person decided not to take your name then that's a mad thing honestly that's a really really like it's a mad thing that you have to actually reconsider you actually like you've pledge that you love someone you want to spend the rest of the, of your life with that person and that person was like no i'm not taking your surname do you know what i want to keep my surname they've given you all their reasons and you're telling them do you know what if you're not keeping my surname then i'm di- i'm divorcing you okay fine like what the hell you are divorcing them because they decided not to take your surname are you serious right now are you serious right now so i don't i don't think this is a big deal but people this is one kind of conversation you should be having when you are in a relationship with someone okay this are like some of the most essential thing that you should be talking about because it's not every day that you have to go and do lovey-dovey 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 and what is your favorite color and what is your uh, your, uh, your shoe size and where do you want to go for lunch and uh, who is going to pay for the bill when we go out on dates no have meaningful conversations have essential conversations in conversations that when you lost decide to um have a long-term relationship that is like have a full-time commitment that it's not going to be a problem to you so i think these are kind these are the kind of conversations people should be having not where should we go for lunch not ah why are you talking to this girl not oh my god they are all important yeah but this uh, this these things should also be part of your conversation element it should be part of your everyday conversation that you have with people okay so how do you like like you should have conversation that would have long-term effects on your life because you've decided to go long-term with this person and you're not having this conversation before marriage you've not had this conversation but you are thinking about marriage my dear rewind your life yeah people we are coming to the end of the episode and i'm very grateful to you lot out there for listening each and every day for supporting me yeah 
please keep supporting me please don't forget to share with your friends and families out there yeah don't forget to share and also when you are sharing with them tell them to you know it's my friend's podcast so please do subscribe take him up there okay take me up there so please do subscribe also tell them to also share with their families and friends so that we could get a lot of listeners yeah our listeners are going up but we still need more and they should also comment at the various platform on apple podcast you can rate us okay on on spotify and google podcast you can rate us on any podcast platform that you are listening to a podcast on or you 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 would listening you sorry what the fuck on any podcast platform that you are listening to any podcast or this podcast on please do send us a review rate us and also share and subscribe don't forget the subscription is very important and the listening is very important yeah thank you for all that you've been doing and have an amazing weekend and may the week ahead of you be a great one we out Come, Mr. DJ,